0: The Supreme Court rules in favor of prayer and Coach Kennedy. We're going to be talking about this on Faith and Freedom. I'm Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. Joining me is Holly Mead. Well, Holly, this is the third big case involving religious free speech, free exercise of religion, and also the Establishment Clause of the First Amendment. This term alone, in fact, the second half of the term in 2022 from the United States Supreme Court, it begins with our case On May the 2nd with the city of Boston, Shurtleff versus city of Boston involving the Christian flag. The second one is the case involving the vouchers out of Maine where they rolled six to three in favor of the Christian parents that they could have that voucher and use it to the school of their choice, including Christian schools. That's the second big case. And then this is the third case, and this is kind of the cherry on top, if you will, building on the other two cases before it, particularly our case Shirtliff is mentioned in the Coach Kennedy case. Yeah,
1: actually they referred to it, uh, to our 9-0 to win in this case.
0: Yeah, and so what happened is in Coach Kennedy, uh, for a number of years, uh, he gathered at the end of a football game on the 50-yard line. After the game was over, he goes out there to take a knee, and he dedicated that for every game he would... Give thanks to God, thanking them for good sportsmanship and that people were safe. And he would do that every time, and he would do a silent prayer.
1: Well, he made a promise to God before he took the position that he would do that. He would pray and give thanks to him, regardless of the outcome of the game, each time. Yeah, and so— And he kept that. And
0: he did that for many years, and nobody complained. Right. But finally... The seven s-
1: years, actually, did it. <laughs>
0: seven years, and not a single person right. complained. Sometimes the people would go out there and they would voluntarily kneel down with him. Yeah, Even opposing players and opposing coaches would do that.
1: And that's a great example he was setting for those other players, as well as the parents.
0: So then the school district decided one day that they're going to stop it and say, you need to stop because this would be a violation of the Establishment Clause under the 1971 Lemon versus Kurtzman decision.
1: I guess maybe he got some complaints from other players or something like that.
0: Well, in the school then, the Bremerton School District in Washington State, they then got counsel from Americans United for separation of church and state. Uh So now you know where it's going. And so they represented them at some point and they continued to be their counsel all the way up to the United States Supreme Court and they got a big loss at the high court. The can't first case
1: Can have coach praying on the field. Oh dear. Yeah, they said <laughs> uh,
0: oh this would be a violation of the so-called establishment clause as interpreted by the Supreme Court in 1971 Lemon versus Kurtzman and modified later by Justice O'Connor with what's called the endorsement test. And so they said, no, you've got to stop that because it's not really private speech, it's government speech. that sound familiar?
1: Yes, it does.
0: <laughs> That's exactly the argument in the Boston Christian flag case. They said, oh, it's been going on for 12 years, no problem. We've approved every single application, uh, 284 applications, no denial, no review. They all can go up, different viewpoints, opposing viewpoints, But now, since it's a Christian flag, oh, I think it's government speech, not private speech, and we're going to censor it. And in fact, we have to censor it because of the Establishment Clause as interpreted by the so-called Lemon Test.
1: Yeah, in the oil argument, the Supreme Court focused on two basic questions. Number one, whether a public school employee who says a brief, quiet prayer by himself while at school invisible to students is engaged in government speech that lacks any First Amendment protection, and number two whether assuming that such religious expression is private and protected by the free speech and free exercise clauses, the Establishment Clause nevertheless compels public schools to prohibit it.
0: Yeah, and so they answered those favorably on behalf of Coach Kennedy and against the school district. The school district said, oh, well, it's government speech, just like in our Boston Christian flag case. And then they said, we have to censor it because if we allowed it, Then it would be an establishment of religion and violate the First Amendment Establishment Clause.
1: But the high court came back and said, it is clear that Kennedy's speech was private rather than government speech.
0: And that's the exact same thing in the Boston Christian flag case. And so when we actually, the Friday before I argued the Christian flag case on January 18, which was a Tuesday, is when they decided to take the Coach Kennedy case. After the oral argument, you know, I was really focused on the flag case and preparing for it, Uh, but after the argument was over on January 18, I told uh, many of you here at the office that I think they took it after they began to realize what was going on with the case because all of our briefs were in, they were preparing for the oral argument, and then on Friday they took this case, and that they could be bookends. They
1: go hand-in-hand. Hand, they go hand-in-hand
0: yeah. hand because the same issue is in both. Private speech that had been going on for a long time, then the government changes its mind, says, no, it's government speech in order to censor Christian viewpoints, and they censor it based upon the application of the Establishment Clause as perverted by the Supreme Court going back to 1971 in the Lemon Test.
1: Right, and we, of course, got a 9-0 to zero victory. And uh, so that pretty much gave us a clue that there would be a good ruling in this case.
0: Yeah. In fact, we actually said this bodes well for the Coach Kennedy case. Mm -hmm. And we actually filed an amicus brief in the Coach Kennedy case referring to our case, the shirtliff versus City of Boston, because the themes were the same. And then what happened is in the Kennedy case, they ruled that he has a First Amendment right under the Free Exercise Clause to silently pray. He has a first amendment uh, right uh, not only of speech but he has a first amendment right for free exercise of religion and that the third clause of the first amendment and this is a key part of it is not at war with the other two clauses and in fact they say that the free speech free exercise and establishment clause are part of the same first amendment they're just separate clauses of the same first amendment they're not at war with one another Mm -hmm. but for years from 1971 until 2022, some of these courts, and in fact, this is what happened at the Bremerton School District. This is what happened in the city of Boston. They pitted the establishment clause against the free speech and free exercise clause. And they would allow that to trump private free speech or private free exercise of religion. And that's what they did. Boston used that to trump free speech Bremerton School District used the Establishment Clause as interpreted by the Lemon Test to trump free speech and free exercise of religion. Wow. So, in the Coach Kennedy case, they not only ruled in favor of free speech and free exercise, but they finally, finally buried the Lemon Test. In fact, if you go back to a case called, uh, with, or a case regarding the um, graduation prayer, where a person was invited to speak at graduation. We wrote an amicus brief, this was years ago, urging the high court to overturn the lemon test on that case. And we pointed out all the conflicts that had been generated with regards to the application of this lemon test by the Supreme Court. It was a gloss that they would use on the Establishment Clause rather than look at the historical meaning and purpose of the Establishment Clause. And for years, it's caused all kinds of problems. And we argued it Uh, And other briefs argued it, for example, in uh, the case of Shirtliff, And in fact, it actually came up during the oral argument. Mm -hmm. Remember, one of the justices referred to one of the micus briefs that actually urged that the problem here, and we actually said the same thing in our brief, was that they misapplied the Establishment Clause and Lemon Test.
1: Right, because they keep pulling it out throughout the years. Let's see, I think it'll look good on this case. Maybe not this one, but this one.
0: And therefore, that misapplication ultimately resulted in the wrong result. Right. The Supreme Court, in our case, rejected uh, Lemon 9-0. Now, in the Coach Kennedy case, they finally buried it. It's gone, you know, because for a while, the Memorial Cross case, remember that? Right. The they, Peace Cross, they yeah. Peace Cross. They said they weren't going to use it for those displays that had been there for a long time. So that was a big cutting back on Lemon, But then what were they going to use it for?
1: They whip it out for the nativity scenes, right? Yeah,
0: because, well, if the display has not been there a long time, could they use it? If it's not a display, if it's a word like Pledge of Allegiance, Mm. can they use it? So there was all these uncertainties. Now what we have is the lemon test is dead. It's gone. It cannot be resurrected again. And praise God, what they said is that we're going to now interpret the Establishment Clause consistent with the historical purpose and nature of the Establishment Clause.
1: Right. And, you know, I know he's moved from that area, but I'm sure it'll be a glorious day when the coach is back on the field.
0: Absolutely. And it's a great day for religious freedom, religious Mm -hmm. free speech. And the Establishment Clause is no longer at war with those two clauses. Huge advancement in these three cases for all three of the clauses of the First Amendment. We've worked for decades since the founding of Liberty Council for this moment. 1989 is when it was founded. In 2022, it all came together. For more information, visit Liberty Council's website, lc.org. That's lc.org. You've been listening to Faith and Freedom, brought to you by Liberty Council. We hope that we have motivated you to stand up for your faith, family, and freedom. Get informed and get involved today. Visit Liberty Council's website at lc.org. The website again, lc.org.